From the tops of the mountains, from the ears of babes, it is Was That In Good Taste? With your host, Chandler Phillips and James Beery. News, humor, equity, and lots and lots of liquor. <laughs> and now, to the studio with your hosts. Oh, hey there, Chandler. How you doing? Oh, hey, James. It's doing pretty good. Welcome to Was That in Good Taste? You know, the show where uh, you come here, you lick a thing, you smell a thing, you taste some integrity. Welcome to Was That In Good Taste, where we record once a week, maybe, unless it's every two months. <laughs> Welcome to Was That In Good Taste. We record once in a blue moon, but I'm colorblind. Welcome to... Was that in good taste? It wasn't, but your mother was. Oh, do you want to hear the tag that I actually wrote for this episode? Oh, did you? Please do. Um, Welcome down to was that in good taste where the glass is green because the drinks are laced. Take me home. How would the drinks be laced? Oh, because drugs? That's Why would you want that to be laced? Because it, it insinuates that you're... You're, you're you're lacing it. I'm to get someone else. Oh no, it's for me. It's my. I'm laced. You ever roofie yourself? You ever just roofie yourself because you want to feel some form of being wanted? Well, this week on was that in good taste? We got a little <laughs> catching up to do, and we're gonna talk trauma bonds because this podcast is a perfect example. Because, oh shit. It is a perfect example. Yeah. Wow. That's. Oh, shit. Oh. The whole reason why we became <gasps> friends. Oh, it didn't occur to me. Wow. Um. That Wait, is that just now occurring to you? That's why. I, that's so why we haven't together. done this in a while. So I feel like we're rusty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So things have changed. Lots changed. It's 2022 now. So when this airs, you're not going to work with the current employer. I'm not going to work with my current employer. So you can say whatever you want about them. I'm not going to say whatever I want about them. I'm going to be cordial. You can say their name. I'm not going to say nothing. I didn't sign nothing, but I I am a respectable person. What a fucking sellout. I'm not a sellout. I have integrity. It's been It's forever. been <laughs> It's 2000 and 22. And we're going to be talking about trauma bonds. So what we're going to do first as always, is tell you to remember to please every Monday behind the bar. Every Wednesday, was it in good taste? Where? Anywhere that you can find podcasts. Or, easily enough, anchor.fm forward slash was that in good taste? Because you want it. I know you do. Anchor.fm. <laughs> can't say no because of the implication anchor.fm i'm not gonna let you out i'm fine i'm not angry you're the one who's angry i'm okay i just need a little crack (laughs) anchor.fm because you're not the only one you'll find at the bottom of the ocean anchor.fm when they leave we're going to talk. Anchor.fm. Remember to Christopher Walken and that other dude killed a guy? Or killed a, killed a person? Fuck. And the boat came back. It's like the person fell off. Oh, whoops a doops. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Anchor.fm. Remember Anchor.fm. The, the Clintons also did the same exact thing. Whoops a doops. Anchor.fm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, shit. so today we're talking about trauma bonds. Why are we talking Wait, about trauma we, bonds? Wait, we're behind the... We got to talk about the liquor to, to let people... to. We need to talk about the liquor a little bit because we're staying at the bar. 
Oh, I'm going to work. I'm, I'm oh, 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 to oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, Daddy. I got a, I got a thing. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, continue, continue. All right. You ready? Yeah. So today we're talking about trauma bonds because by the time this episode airs, I will no longer be working with my current employer, and I am kind of worried you that- paid, like, minimum wage. You won't say their fucking name. I don't want to give them the platform. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to give them. Look. They have the platform. Look, I'm a big fan of Springbrook Farm Distillery and their aunt. And a rod deck. And. <laughs> and a rod deck high rye bourbon. Ada. Say Adir Rondak. Ada Rondak. Ada. Ada Rondak. <laughs> You're a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of them, and I want to use this platform to promote this whiskey and this distillery. And I will not use this platform in any way <laughs> to give a spotlight to my current soon-to-be former employer. And with that said, I'm worried that some of the friendships that I've made at this place will... um I guess fall by the wayside or deteriorate now that um now that I won't have the trauma bond of working at this place but cuz they're real and long lasting those friendships well the last place I worked <laughs> at <laughs> Mr. Sassapants <laughs> I developed a very good I think trauma bond friendship with one of the other employees of the same boss there was a mutual bond over the absurdity of said boss and so maybe sometimes these friendships <laughs> tend to last ass fuck you know it won't last this delicious <laughs> Adirondack high rye straight bourbon whiskey from Springbrook Distillery bottled in trauma bond Fuck, it's so, honestly. That, that would be a good tag I don't for, know. A, for a trauma whiskey. I don't know. Trauma-based whiskey. A trauma-based whiskey. Oh, um, like your mother like, didn't hug you enough? No, it'd be like, smells like daddy's breath. <laughs> Wait, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, that's, fuck, man. It's a trauma whiskey. I, I, oh, I did sound wasn't on. And that's the wrong one. <laughs> there you go. Fuck, man. Jesus. Oh, God. That's fucking relentless. And so, you know, I wanted us to talk about how we've been able to maintain a friendship now that, you know, we haven't worked together. We haven't been in, we haven't had the mutual. Experience the shared experience of uh, having to deal with the bullshit of the liquor store, and so how 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 did we how do we keep this going, and how can I keep that going with them? Well, that's easy. So what we did was we got things like the delicious Adirondack High Rise Straight River Whiskey from Springbrook. Oh, where we would find products just like the uh, Springbrook Farm Distillery Adirondack. I ride bourbon, and we would share them. We'd buy them together, and then share them together, and and get together and uh, have a good time. And then once in a while, after a few items, not the same, but quite like Springbrook, Adirondack High Rye, Straight Berry Whiskey, we would connect, and then friendship really truly blossomed from there. Bloomed and grows. So what you're saying is, if I want to maintain these friendships that I've that I've made with these coworkers, perhaps I should go purchase another bottle of Springbrook Farm Distillery <laughs> Adirondack High Rye Bourbon. I know we spent an entire <laughs> fucking like twenty minutes talking about it. But I think also the name is just kind of fun. We didn't spend any time talking about it. <laughs> we just <laughs> there was no information we said other than just the name of it. <laughs> That's the best oh, advertising shit. possible. You, oh. we, hashtag not sponsored. 
Yeah. Hashtag not an ad. Yet. <laughs> Fuck. I'm t- uh. okay. So also this is unrelated, but just catching up. My 2022 resolution is I want to be able to monetize more. Oh, you mean like we did before you were exposed um, to COVID, and then we're working a lot, and then yeah. like yeah. Like the four dollars I can't cash out because we didn't earn ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, like, like that. I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to turn that up, and then we could take that ten dollars, and we can turn was that in good taste into an NFT. Oh fuck, bro. Oh, bro, like board eight, bro. Listen, it's all about passive income, man. <laughs> take that ten dollars, bro. Put that into fucking Bitcoin, then to Ethereum. Right? Is Dogecoin still a thing? Boy, you behind. Now it's Rainbow Coin. Rainbow Coin? Yeah. Before the that, it was it, before that it was KK Coin. No, I, okay. That didn't last. That didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am glad Rainbow Coin has replaced KK Coin. You know, there's some kind of deep state cabal of coins. <laughs> you know, I tried a cabal recently from... Uh, a Turkish place that's great with tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I had too much falafel for for lunch. <laughs> I, I oh god. So since the last we've talked, okay, you know, and not over a delicious, I started dating someone. <gasps> that's how long it's fucking been. He's smitten. He's I, been smitten. I literally started like a whole kind of relationship ish kind of with someone. I, I I don't really know what's happening, what? but it's good. Oh, I'm I'm so but it's happy good. for you. It's about time you have something to occupy your time, so I don't feel guilty about blowing you off. Oh, you should still feel guilty. I mean, I do because you blew off all 500 of our listeners. I'm so sorry. You're so. I, we just, we were we became we were good at this at one point. What happened? We get rusty. Not enough. Delicious. Bring book. Farm Distillery. Farm Distillery. Adirondack High Rye Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Handmade in the Adirondack Mountains. <coughs> <laughs> With pure, unprocessed spring water. I promise we talk actually about this during Behind the Bar. Wait, when does that? Air? Well, those are, it just aired this last Monday at 8 a.m. Oh, and so for the upcoming Behind the Bars, those will be predecessors precursor pre- not predecessor precursors to that's how it always was right uh yes all right let me oh my god so apparently <laughs> this was your fucking this was your topic okay mm-hmm. let's stop fucking around let's get serious let's get good at doing radio all right we we have a lot of fucking voices in us and a lot of we haven't been doing we need to fucking yeah um <laughs> what the fuck is going on the fact that we know each other is actually really funny to me because this is not the first time that i've had like a relationship built out of a place i worked when i worked at starbucks i really connected with the people in a way that i'd never had before i had a girlfriend in the store that i worked in that we met really because uh when i first started working at that store there was they were having like a birthday party and they went to a restaurant and they just invited me. You got invited to things? And it was like really what, nice. What year was this? And then like we hung out and like we all hung out together and would go to a bar after. We really connected and we formed a relationship. When my grandfather died, they came over to my house and helped me throw things away. And then when I left, we just never spoke again. <laughs> like when you left Working at Starbucks? At the store. At the store. I literally was still in Starbucks. I was at another store. So you still worked at the... But I worked like 50 blocks. I worked like 30 blocks uptown. Summer loving. Happened <laughs> so fast. Like, isn't that crazy? That's kind of insane how they just like shut off. But the, like, it, mm, it kind of makes sense. Because you don't have the glue. Like, it's weird how... Especially in work, where you feel like you have to kind of rely on a team, or at least rely on a teammate. That, like, once you're no longer in that situation where you have to rely on this person, either just for some sort of support, either emotional, 
or uh, like actual like per- objective wise. Once you no longer have the like thing that you're the the ad what is it adversity that you're against or like the the project. I think it's more than that because you know that's why school friends are a thing because it's not it's not really having a common like goal or enemy it's being scheduled together it's just literal proximity because to a person you're not friends with the people who work at night if you only work in the morning because when i worked at starbucks i worked a lot and i worked in the morning in the afternoon and at night so i knew everyone mm. the people who kind of worked with my schedule were friends kind of with everyone but the people who only worked in the morning were only with the morning click only like people in the morning in mm. the same thing going into the night it's it's kind of proximity because it's ease yeah we live near the store we you know what i mean like w- the minute you know that a friendship has really developed is when you take convenience out okay and then that you makes- start taking a long trip to see someone Going out of your way to spend time with someone when it's not convenient for you or maybe for them, like the extracurricular kind of kind of hangouts, not just the ones that are byproducts of because like you work together work and maybe one day you go to a movie, byproduct yeah. of work, you know. But like you kind of want to hang out and it's a little late, so you get on the train and you go somewhere that's not near your house. A second location. Yes. And I, I it's interesting because for me personally, like every relationship that I've have <laughs> is kind of like some based in trauma. Maybe it's because I'm a big city. Maybe because I'm black. I don't know. But like I don't have any relationships, I think, that aren't based in trauma. Hmm. Well, what about you and uh, Grace? Um... Um, let me, damn, fuck. God, fucking damn it. There goes my fucking point. Ooh, got him. You really did get me. I I think I need to correct that and say most of my relationships that happened um, in the early part of my life are based in trauma. Because now I know people that are new and are in, have been in my life for like a year or so who aren't based in trauma. Hmm. Or alternative so that you can still remain, retain the integrity, integrity of your point. Could it be that because of either similar life experiences or similar reactions or coping mechanisms from life experiences traumatic or otherwise that you're able to form a sort of you got to be specific oh i'm gonna be as ambiguous as possible here trauma bonding directly is a psychological response to abuse it's when an abused person has a strong connection with the person who's abused them or even that they've abused. Oh. Now, abuse is broad. See, I misconstrued then what a trauma bond could be. That's because Stockholm Syndrome is also a type of trauma bonding. Well, so I was under the presumption that a trauma bond was like the bond you form with people due to a mutual or similar trauma because there is an unhealthy relate uh, there's an un, there's an unhealthy relationship or uh bond with the abusing structure mm. and you're being abused like simultaneously oh okay so it's the solid i'm i'm cuz you're not cuz you're not connecting the... over the thing the Trauma is outside of both of you. Right. So, like, you're more bonded to the trauma than the other person. It's just the other person can empathize with you because you've dealt with... It's hard to explain, but, like, you're Jewish, so I feel like you know it. Because 
You don't feel a fucking solidarity with other fucking Jews. Gesundheit. <laughs> with any other Jews. Do you, right? Do you, do you feel that? But you yeah. all but you also but you well, don't. I do, but I but don't. you don't. And the don't is because you're not directly connected to them, but the do is that mm. you have you have a bond with them over a shared abuse. Right. So well I guess the point that I had here was I was thinking that like because a trauma bond would be remembering or would be the type of relationship formed by um while being trauma. formed by formed by trauma while being abused, I thought it would be less of the uh power dynamic that it is in the definition. So, like, I'd say the entire Jewish culture is established on the principle that there is a shared trauma amongst all Jewish people. So here's the thing. A, a shared ancient trauma. But the, the, I mean, I'm not trying to say that when Jews are sad and they're like, it's, they're like eating flat bread, they're not like, hey, I'm sad for these Jews. But when you look at it, it has nothing to do with the other people, you know, the, no, the con- it, it's not about the other people. It's about the potential for it to happen again. So food service, perfect example, right? You got the Gordon Ramsay, right? Yeah. All the people on the line, they're fucking, they're in it together because they're afraid of getting called an idiot sandwich. Yeah. Right. Or a fucking okay. donkey. Or a fucking donkey. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> <laughs> right so the people are bonding but like because it's so surface level right, right? because it's so shallow it's not that's not who they're not connecting really with the with the other individuals okay because when you create friendships with people the above that shallow kind of superficial level then you just form friendships and you can do that in the face of trauma. But if you're not friends with someone after. Then you're never really friends to begin with. you weren't friends with them. You were just somehow secondary bonding over your weird connection with the trauma that you have. Because, like, restaurants, fuck. People are mean to you. There's blood and fucking, like, you're scared of pests. And there's and blood shit. and Pests and shit and fucking cockroaches and fucking and people being assholes and all this, all this shit, all of it. Yeah, all of it. There's a whole lot of shit. There's to a whole with. lot of fucking shit. A whole lot of fuckery. Up and while you're in the shit, after the end, you all get together and you fucking smoke and drink and chill and sit there. You have a good time. But it has nothing to do with the other fucking people. Yeah, it's just shared misery. It's just that that's what I wanted to get into is like if you have that experience with someone and it can you fool yourself into thinking you're friends with you're you're friends with those people and didn't you do that in high school? Well, yeah, but I also still retained a good amount of friendships from so why isn't that fucking weird? Especially when you tell me about your high school experience, it's even more bizarre. But that was the first three high schools, not the fourth one. Oh, okay. All my friends are from the last high school. Oh. If they were from, like, the first two, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, honestly, I feel like I'm fortunate, and you're fortunate. We, we, you know, you're younger than me, but we both have friends who we're close to, like, really close to, who we went to high school with. Yeah, and people don't have that. The person I'm dating, they they told me that they aren't friends with anyone from high school. One of my actually, three of my closest friends I knew when I was in elementary school, and like we were acquainted. Of my group of friends, three of them knew each other when they were in elementary school or junior high. Oh, uh, so you were the odd one out. I mean, what a surprise. I don't know. This fucking. Were there any friendship that you missed, or that you current let you miss? I miss Billy. Oh, I t- I spoke to Billy. Like I've I've been meaning. I to talk to reach Billy out. way more often than you fucking do. You do. 
but that's just because I'm bad at communication. Like, ask my mom. <laughs> I know. We were talking about it. <laughs> you and my mom? <laughs> fuck it. <sighs> oh, fuck. God. Your mother's so nice. So even though there was not really an insinuation there, there also kind of was. Oh, and- I... I honestly didn't even insinuate. I I was thinking oh, like you, she's I'm actually saying, texting you, going, "Hey, have you seen Chandler? He hasn't responded to my text." That, you know, what's so funny. That's that, the kind of thing she would say. That's exactly some shit that that's would the happen. Kind of thing she says. She would. <laughs> she would. You'd be like, "Yeah, no, he isn't texting me either." But uh, I saw him on Discord a couple nights ago, so he's still alive. And she'd nah, be like, okay. "I just ask Grace when you're when you're working." Or oh, not. you're right. And that, I I just ask Grace like, you know, "Is Chandler asleep?" That's what I just. That's yeah. yeah. You you ask her about me more than you ask me about like just what <laughs> I'm doing or like my availability. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> and I think I'm bad at communicating. <laughs> I talk to I talk to Grace all the fucking time. That's because Grace responds. I don't know. Grace reaches Grace Grace texts me. Yeah, I don't I don't reach it's out. Like, why are you texting me but i i like it i'm not against it i'm just you know it's like oh you're texting me (laughs) are we are we having a conversation i've had nobody to talk to about my fucking like dating somebody just like oh i'm dating somebody okay and i didn't meet grace through trauma okay i met her i was in the shit okay but like they were like Grace was outside of it. Grace was a fucking customer. Okay. I just, you know. She was a customer, but you could tell that she was going through some shit. Too. I mean, she fell asleep in the middle of a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Now that I know her, it's on brand. Uh, oh, totally. Totally on brand. And and not in like a, oh, she's a hot mess kind of on brand. On brand and like, yeah, I could see her just. Saying, you know what, this is a good spot to sleep. One hundred percent. Anyone else can, sleep. you know, do what they can be around. But this is a this is a public area, <laughs> right? I'm a I'm a customer. I bought a drink. I can sleep in a booth. Fuck. Like that's the on brand. Fuck. I feel like we only connect with people over trauma, because, for example, when I first met Grace, we spoke a lot about God. And, like, I feel like everybody has religious trauma. Like, when connecting with, like, I'm dating someone who's white, and this is, like, a new thing for me to date somebody who's not just, like, fair-skinned, but, like... What? (laughs) Fucking white. Wait, like... (laughs) God damn it. Spicy. Who wants spicy sausage? (laughs) What is this Anda Louise? (laughs) And why is it so goddamn hot? My mouth. My mouth. <laughs> Are you cooking on charcoal again? You're going to taste the heat, not the meat. <laughs> you know, I'm fucking, I'm dating somebody who's fucking white. <clears throat> and, like, we talk. And I like it because I can talk to them about stuff. Like, I really, I feel like I really open up to them. But, like, you're just talking. I'm like, we're just talking about trauma. It's like, you know, they're, like, talking about their fucking personal trauma. And I'm just like, hey. It's like. When I was in high school, there's a thing that used to always happen where everybody would get in a group and they would just be like, yeah, man, fuck, my mother beats my ass so good. Man, my mother, when she fucking, like, gets that belt and she fucking is chasing me down, I can't escape her, you know. My mother never hmm. hit me in the face. <laughs> hmm. Well, there were those conversations in my high school, but they weren't, like, I, I wasn't a part of them. Um, I was more in like the where the the trauma bonds were like, hey, raise your hand if you don't want to be alive anymore, and then it'd be like, woo, like you know how how that kind of kind of stuff goes, and it'd just be like a mutual bonding over, um, I guess, uh, you know, dopamine withdrawals. Hey, listen, <laughs> you've never been there until you're like you're having a conversation with someone, and like. I swear to God, I recently connected with someone in this moment. They were talking about something really personal. Like, yeah, my family member, you know, uh, was doing some self-harm or like they were going to kill themselves. And they were like trying to explain something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I tried to kill myself when I was like 22. And then like it made them feel better. Like, yeah, me too. 
And then, right? and then we were able to connect. And you're just like, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. maybe we're not supposed to pretend everything's all right all the time. <laughs> huh. But it's only bad. Well, it only expresses the bad because you're supposed to you're supposed to only show that you're okay right like if someone says hey how you doing you're like i'm good you're not good you got a whole like mountain of shit that you're dealing with on a on a regular basis not you in particular i'm just saying the one is to deal with the royal yeah yeah and so like you tend to want to express the shit when when you when you feel like you're in a space when you can at least be vulnerable enough to express that kind of stuff yeah it's interesting because relationships sometimes they feel like i, I don't know like a little weird cuz it's like oh i'm not friends with this person the way i'm with this person but people interact differently Right. But everyone can kind of connect over certain types of trauma. And it's kind of generational because the reality is that, like, people beat their children. And that was a very common thing. But, like, if you're, like, young enough Gen X or younger, you probably suffered all that up until, like, Generation Z. So, like, everyone who was, like, between, you know, 11 to 40 now. Probably, probably had, some had sort of shared experience. Had a shared experience, you know. So when talking about like connecting with things, like nine eleven was a big thing, and a lot of people don't remember it now because it's now it's been twenty one years since, well, almost twenty one years since September eleventh. No, it's been twenty. Oh, 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 it's been twenty years. So it's almost twenty one years since September eleventh, two thousand one, mm-hmm. and. People were talking about like, we're bonding over this collective experience. We're bonding over this this great trauma. I left my 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 person's house and uh, there's like this big mural I see like almost every day of like uh, remember nine eleven, and there was a period where everybody was so connected, right? And it didn't really matter because one of the things people will say now, especially conservatives, are like, oh, we're, we all are united under a Republican president, of course. We all united over this shared thing that happened. We all were together. There was a part where everybody in America believed in this one thing. Well, I mean, not that's the narrative. Not the not the Muslims and like the sheiks and the people who were like you know, like you know. But we all united, and now it's been the beginning. To, this is the beginning of two thousand and twenty-two, right? Two years of. As of today, the day we're recording, one million people dead mm-hmm. from the coronavirus, the novel coronavirus. If that ain't some shared traumatic experience, but it's, but the thing is, it's not a collective experience. The experience isn't the same. the The stimuli is. The same thing, but the response is a whole fucking spectrum of different responses. And so, like, the experience, I don't think we're ever going to see something, at least in the U.S., that's as, I guess, unifying. Because there's not going to be a definitive enemy. Here's the thing, though, is that at one million deaths... So roughly one million deaths uh, in the United States, roughly five and a half million deaths globally. Just saying, the U.S. is one fifth of that. We got a fifth of that of the world. You know where Africa is, where you know they don't have water, and they, we just steal their land, and they don't have buildings. Stuff you well, know, you know those shithole countries don't have the kind of numbers <laughs> that we got. They you know, can't do the numbers that we do. We, they can't do the numbers. You know, it's because we're testing too much. Really, SARS. <laughs> Remember when that fucking mm. that actually happened? Remember when you said it's because we're testing too much? That's why we got um oh, Vault. which only makes sense. It only matters when you 
don't test enough because then you don't know how many there are, which you want to know. When you test a lot, you have more, but then you also have more data. So if it wasn't harmful. Like that's how data collection. You would want there to be more tests so that you can prove that it's less harmful. Mm-hmm. If you don't test, you can't prove that it's not harmful. We this, can't get into. This is a shared experience that hasn't really existed since like 1919 with the Spanish flu. Right? Uh. You know? I thought you were going to go with the shared experience of like having a global leader that actively denies fact. <laughs> so we're like, but here's the thing about people have opinions all the time. People don't fucking die because they can't breathe and they're fucking drowning in their own internal fluids. Right. You know, but because they didn't want to go to the doctor and get a sticky pokey pokey ow ow. Right. But why don't they trust the sticky pokey ow ow to begin with? I mean, there's two things. This So this is interesting because you're talking about like, there is a shared, so shared experience is like super limited, right? Because it's like, if you're one place, you're one place, then you feel a different way about things. A lot of people that are black, for example, don't trust any kind of authority in the United States and there's reasons for that, right? Sure. But also it's killing trauma. But here's the thing that reinforces it is that when this happens, you have uh scientific leaders blaming the black people for not wanting to get vaccinated because they're afraid of the state wanting to experiment on them and which I'm not gonna lie, it, it I really like, don't think what happened today at all but also, if somebody asked me, do you know? Right. <laughs> I don't know. And it's not fair for people in authority and with education to be like, well, they're just dumb. Because fuck you. Well, but also, I know better. So I tell everybody I know and educate everybody that I know, don't fucking think I'm saying it's okay to fucking think that vaccines are fucking dumb. You need to get vaccinated now, post haze, and make everybody around you do it also. But, like, how come only the poor people are the ones who aren't getting vaccinated? And why blame them? Just saying. I don't know. Well, it makes sense, given the historical context, for communities of color to distrust the authority, especially medical authority in the U.S., but, well, and that, that all goes back to another shared trauma amongst those different communities. But I think there's also a collective trauma in having dealt and still dealing with the fallout of an anti-science movement and an anti-science leadership. In contemporary times. I don't believe it's actually anti-science. <clears throat> I feel like the anti-science is being, is, is being used to play on the... Sorry, what, it's anti-academic. But I also don't believe it's really that. Do you know why? Why? Because I don't think the people in power really care if it's anti-anything. It's really just taking advantage of people's fears. You know? Oh, no, that's entirely... What it, <laughs> like, like it's, its whole scope is fear-mongering and... Yeah. You know, it's trying to get people to question, um, you know, the science or academic structures that are, are telling us, hey, we need to kind of change things. And it's completely manipulative, but the rhetoric itself is well, that's anti-science, why I, I, anti-academic. And that's why I'm not like, I'm not pulling a both sides thing, but like to, the, the left in the U.S. is like really, like not... I'm talking about like on MSNBC and stuff is like Rachel Maddow, who, by the way, is really awesome and like really good at explaining things. I think is an awesome TV host, but like sitting there being like, you know, like, you know, if they're poor and they don't want to get vaccinated, it's because they're being coerced only by the Republicans and for no other reason. And also we should go to war with Russia over Ukraine. Yeah, like, no. like the whole, the, the whole thing is like, the poor people are only not getting vaccinated because, you know, the Republicans 
fucking con- convince them. And the reality that makes... Well, no, but because when Rachel Maddow says poor people, she means poor white people. Of course. Otherwise, she'd say communities of color. When she <laughs> meant, like... <laughs> when she when she means, like, urban. <laughs> the I think the whole Trump movement is a perfect idea of, like, connecting over what... Like, over shared trauma. Because I was being pedantic earlier... With like, because I mean, the definition that it is, but we know what we're talking about, right? Which is connecting over shared trauma. Like we yeah. we know that that's really what we're talking about, and you know, the Trump movement really is that. It's a lot of Americans, and if you ever look at like Channel Five or what used to be All Gas No Breaks, Channel Five, that'd be cool. Andrew taught to us, um, <laughs> <laughs> like all, all those kind of like uh, things where they connect with people and talk to people on the ground, right? And uh, they, the all people are like fucking like, you know, they have some money. Maybe they're not. I'm saying that I'm not be charitable. They're not fucking millionaires, but they're like they got my enough small money business to take is time sm- off to just go to some fuck off rally. Those people are like my small business is fucking struggling and fucking like I can't afford to keep my business open. And these people are also not wrong, and they're connected over like a shared trauma, and it's being taken advantage of. Right. Ooh. Hot take, but I mean, it's it's not that hot. It's it's, it's kind of war because it's the truth. It's they, you but, know, I don't know. Do you, they're being exploited by? They're being exploited, but you kind of gotta say, all right, at what point is your small business failing? Just like, hey, use better business practices. There's that. It depends because there's that dude from the Channel Five videos who's like, he goes around. And he like talks about how his house got foreclosed and somebody like fucked his wife, and like he's mad at the the Democrats for it. But like, you know, life just fucked him over, and like, you can't be, you gotta be nice. It's like, it's not his fault. Like, so many people, like, oh boy, just they, they live in the same system we do, right? And so like, we don't get paid that much. We work for other people, so it sucks for us. And they make more money than us, and they manage us. But also, they're not fucking rich. They're not really rich. They're just being taken. If they were, they wouldn't fucking be in some field somewhere like, you know, uh, let's go Brandon instead of being like, fuck Joe Biden. Oh, my God. (gasps) You know, like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Those people are not fucking... You know, they're not Elon Musk's out there, you know. No, but then you do have Elon Musk's who are like, just tweeting from the safety of their fucking castle going, <laughs> yeah, let's go, Brandon. And you're like, why the fuck are you weighing in on this? You know, fuck. Connecting and bonding over trauma is an old, an age-old fucking tradition. But, like, when the trauma that you're connecting over is crazy, crazy toxic. Like, when it's crazy, like... Here's the thing. When it's so toxic that reliving said trauma puts you in a toxic headspace. Because, like, fuck, man. And then, of course, the, like, little toxic subcultures go against each other, right? Because, like, the, the, the people at MSNBC, I mean, there is a difference. Because on Fox News, they're, like, they're pretty much, like, you know, if, bl- if black people have too many babies, it's not good for us. And MSNBC is, like, equal rights for women, Coca-Cola, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's not really the same thing, but, you know, let, let's, come on. These fucking, these fucking conservatives, they're fucking poor and displaced and shit, and they're just, like, connecting over, like, shit, and then they look at another toxic culture on the left, you know, that's, like, imagine that you fucking live in, like, I don't know, Ohio or some shit, and like your friend makes a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and then like they lose their job, and you get your fucking house foreclosed, and some fucking pundit. Did you say your friend makes a hundred thousand dollars, and they lost their job? I'm, not, I'm saying they lose their job. Yeah, people have jobs. They lose their job, and their house gets foreclosed. Oh, they so should have saved up. So now they're in debt, right? You know, they need to pull themselves up right. by their bootstraps. And some fucking pundit, and they're like they're like in a hotel room, or like they get a smaller house, but like they have like a few too many kids because they had a bigger house when they fucking planned, mm-hmm. and like they're like kind of struggling, and they turn to MSNBC by accident, and it's like some fucking like 
black woman with dreads. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm really happy these fucking, the, the, you know, those exploitative factories in Ohio closed. You know, and it's because people are just sitting there just like fucking hungry and struggling and displaced. But that's kind of what I'm getting at is like shit needs to change at some point. At some point, there needs to be a gradual evolution of business practices. And because there's just been such a staunch uh, defiance of wanting to, to kind of mitigate the the ebb and flow of worker, um, basically like worker compensation and all that. I lost my point. <laughs> I got a point for you. This is it's all childish. It, this, it's all What's so childish. childish. You know. The teams thing or the trauma The teams thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Because all the team, here's the thing, right? It's all based in trauma. It's all based in teams, right? You're, well, and both you're, teams are just trying to take advantage of yeah. either trauma. You're on your team, right? And... The other team is bad, and if you lose, right, there's trauma. You win, it's good. You keep winning, eventually you lose, there's trauma. And you use that to, you know, trauma very loosely being something that impacts you negatively for a long time. Not a singular bad experience like that time that you poured the milk in from your fridge that you just bought from the supermarket, but the milk was spoiled. You know, Traumatized. Like, like, you know, something... Like, people are very sensitive, and these things, they last. And so, of course, we all carry this in from childhood. And I know people are like, ah, oh, you know, giving everybody a trophy culture. But there's a reason for that, because kids are sensitive. And you fucking, you know, you make kids be athletic and play sports. Well, that's, I want to get into that, because kids are sensitive, yeah. But I've I've seen the hot take before where someone was like, is it really the kids, the ones going out getting trophies for all of themselves? Or is it the parents mm-hmm. who can't stand to see that their kid isn't going to be the next A-Rod mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. need that kind of consolation of like, ah, oh, yes, look at their trophy shelf. Or I don't want to have to console my kid when they are having difficulty coming to grips with you know, defeat. Or um, when when a kid has to have that kind of life moment of, I lost, that's it, then that's a learning thing. It's kind of the same as having to deal with like when the kid's goldfish dies. I mean, that sounds like a good idea until you get into the world of like, you know, 36-year-old balding white men who didn't make it on their like the second, you know, fucking squad for their varsity varsity fucking high school, like in 1970. And so they're vastly unqualified teaching children to run into each other head first and fucking like, you know, (laughs) fucking aim for the fucking noggin. Oh, no. Like that. Aim for the knees. Come on. I was, I was, They're kids. They can bounce back. <laughs> you know, it's like this fucking sick. You ever see like the soccer moms? You know, like soccer is like, I mean. Have I ever footy, seen like, the soccer mom? Like. Have I ever <laughs> seen the, come and, and look, on. And tell me, isn't it like funny? Because like, so, like footy, like soccer is like, it's very athletic and pretty rough. But like. Fuck when you when you if you're going hard you're going hard and the fucking moms like look get the fucking Susie fuck they have to make schools have to make rules that parents can't talk they can't be on the Bruh, field I used to ref AYSO games and I as a fucking like I was eleven and had to yellow card an adult on the sideline I had another parent try to pay me off with ice cream to be like hey hey <laughs> call the next offsides for us. I got I got an ice cream sandwich right here. And I'm like, one, I'm not that fat. So, like, why should you just be assuming you could buy me off with an ice cream sandwich? And two, it's Neapolitan. And get the fuck out of here with a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. That's going to get you nowhere in that life. sounds good to me. <sighs> and then what happens? 
then those little traumatized kids go to high school and fucking become like kind of shitty. And then they go to college and they have really difficult experiences. Well, you got those little traumatized kids who don't know how to cope with competition or they don't know how to cope with failure. And that's when uh, shit gets spicy. That's when the trauma keeps you from progressing. progressing. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have like the whole fear of failure. It might keep you from trying new things to begin with. Or and you you can't even go out and buy a delicious Springbrook Farms Estate Adirondack High Rye bourbon whiskey. You can't even do it. You can't even do that. Instead, you have to settle for like a lower shelf whiskey to drown your tears, and it doesn't even taste a half as good as a Springbrook Farm Distillery Adirondack High Rye uh, bourbon whiskey. It's not as good. It's just not as good, and it doesn't taste like the victory. So. Uh, somebody that I you know very well and I care about. We've connected a lot over shared trauma, both types that we've done to each other and from external sources. And um, it's really hard for me to connect with them because they are a fucking drug addict. Mm. Yeah, and it's hard. And uh, <laughs> the trauma makes me keep them in my life because I care for them, I guess, because of the trauma. Right. But... They are not good to be in my life. And that's, I think, where the trauma bonds get the most toxic is when you kind of end up getting pulled into someone else's, their shit, and they kind of use you as support. And instead of really helping, instead of using you as a crutch to help them, you know, move along and, and heal, they just kind of pull you down in with the trauma. And you see that a lot with uh, drug friends. I'm fortunate that I'm not a drug friend, but you do see that a lot because you'll see the one person who's kind of working to be better maybe and they're struggling and they're trying to become sober. But they have that person who they chase the high with. And you're going to do get better and leave your friend in a fucking alleyway? Like... Can you imagine how guilty you must feel to fucking get better and leave your friend to die? It's I need to rewatch Bojack. Um no, but it's it's hard to then want to grow because there there's the threat of loneliness to it too. Cuz you're like I could stay here and granted it's not comfortable but it's more comfortable than the isolation. And uh, the hardest part is being able to pull yourself out along with the person, or at least like how to figure out how to be able to help yourself while not just being self-absorbed. Which, unfortunately, because we are all self-absorbed. Hey, we're all we're all the protagonists of our own movie. But I'm the protagonist of all movies. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Ours is more of a murder mystery, though. Clue. It uh, was the butler. Okay. Um, uh, so, this is random, but Clue. Right? Yeah. Uh, which version of it did you see? Because you know there's, like, different endings. Um... I watched the Tim Curry one. That one had different endings. I watched all the different endings. Did you really? Yeah. It was on the Netflix. And it, it ran through all the different en- or This fucking guy. You're such a fucking... I'm not, I'm not trauma bonding with you. Aw. Can we do other kinds of bonding? I wonder if this song is going to play. I want to play, play a little bit of a song. What the fuck is that? What the, what the fuck is that? Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, that. When you hear that, it just feels like trauma. I get a little triggered, but also kind of like a, like a goosebumps, and then immediately chilled. It's, I'm assuming this is what heroin feels like. I probably can't keep playing this, but it's so good. 
Like I feel like if I keep, pl- oh, I'm turning, I turned the wrong thing down. I feel like if I keep playing that, <laughs> be a little too triggering. Somebody will go back and be like, like in a year when we're making five dollars a, a week, they'll be like, "This is in there, money, please, <laughs> one million dollars, please, one million dollars." <laughs> Fuck! I feel like this is a good way to fucking like go out. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I, we talk enough over it. Maybe, maybe like content match. They won't can't fucking they can't pick it up. It. We just gotta keep talking. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. On was that in good taste? Wait, are we real friends? Are we? Are we really friends? Well, we haven't worked together in. Uh, Yo, I real. I was gonna say more. We've not worked together for like three times longer than we worked together. The only time we work together is when we work on this show. And judging that that's kind of completely voluntary <laughs> and arbitrary, <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Yeah, we're, oh, we're, we're Lord. for friends. Wow. Um, it's unfortunately that you, I didn't even notice when I was following you that you changed your name on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I changed um, my new Instagram handle is uh, Green. Um, can you say that a little louder over the music, please? <laughs> so we can hear you. C, Floam, Green. Floam? Floam. As or you got to spell this. It's it's just C. So it's C-F-L-O-M, Green. No, it's C as in like CeeLo Green. Oh, oh. How am I supposed to know that <laughs> over the fucking what radio? Mean, it's it's oh, obvious. It's an oh, obvious it, Oh, pun. it's obvious. Yeah. It's, it's C-E-E. Floam, as in the the hit putty <laughs> toy of the early 2000s. <laughs> yes, Floam. <laughs> you know, it's it was like uh, like slime or uh, what was the other one? The the what was the one that you could blow bubbles with? Fucking, I don't know. How do you spell fucking C Floam Green? All right, C E E F L O A M. Green. With an E on the end? No E at the end. So help me. <laughs> so help me, silent E. <laughs> I will be the end of you. So it's S E A. I don't fucking know. It's C E E F L O A M. Yeah. G R E E N. Yes. No underscores. And that's on Instagram. And that's on Instagram. And is it still BumblebearComedy yep. dot com? Haven't changed that one yet. Nor have you posted on there. Oh, ah, uh, uh, hey, hot shot. Doing any kind of stand up or anything coming up soon? Uh, check or just um, you know, keep listening to the show because I'm gonna be um planning on booking spots come the spring. Ooh, which means um, that if you go to Facebook.com dot slash was that in good taste, you should see it posted there. Mm-hmm. Also on. Uh, hopefully my Instagram channel. Um, also going to be hitting up open mics in and around the Brooklyn and Queens area. And love so, it. Gonna, we're we're hitting the hitting the gym. We're gonna get our reps in. Oh, finally! It's like we're. It's almost like it's last year again. It's wait, what? Because we did a good job at the beginning of last year. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna start strong and hopefully not uh, get derailed by. Um, Life. Life. Provocative and jobs for Ava. Of course. I mean. How can they find and contact you and the uh, other producers of the show? The other producers? Yeah, your other personalities. Oh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not me. I don't edit this. It's Hernando. Bueno. bueno. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's I'm Hernando. Hernando. Fuck. Okay, can we just talk for like two seconds? Fucking get a movie. Okay. Um, you can see me at uh what funny friend at twitter.com. That's what funny friend at on twitter.com. Uh was that in good taste at gmail.com is where you can reach out to us, communicate with us. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe everywhere you listen, including Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google fucking Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Down catcher, dog catcher. What That's was that first one again? Anchor. Dot FM. Dot FM. Anchor. Dot FM. For when you want to play music from 
shows and you don't have the re- the right the labels to do that and your shows on Spotify so you're hoping that it doesn't get contact matched and you lose all work for the last 2 years anchor.fm if you've got something you want to show the public anchor.fm will help spread it wide open i mean help spread it widely can i just say what <laughs> sorry i wasn't thinking about having um erotic dreams about our um anchor.fm sponsor i think this show is over okay that's the impression that i get (laughs) (laughs) they just broke up so i'm sure it's good the mighty mighty boss tones broke up yeah they were together (sighs) so that was that was in good taste uh uh drinking so much uh spring brook farms estate distillery yeah farm to state (laughs) adirondack high rise (laughs) drape river whiskey's not required, but it is highly recommended. Oh, that's probably a bad idea to have done that. <laughs>